0: It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers. Networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright.
1: Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic show I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I'll do this every single week. This weekend, I took some time to reread a book called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. I love revisiting books that I've already read for the same reason that people enjoy watching the same movies over and over again. They get something new out of it every time that they didn't see before. And the theme that kept popping up in The Secret that I kept gravitating to was about gratitude. The most successful people are exceedingly thankful for everything, whether the situation looks outwardly good or not. In fact, sometimes I advocate making a list of things that you're most thankful for and look at that list regularly. These things can be big or small, but the exercise of being grateful is so important. After all, we often won't get more of what we want until we are thankful for what we already have. With all this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest, and before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Nadine Damani, and let me tell you a little bit about him. Nadim graduated from the University of Texas in 1993 with a BBA in marketing He has been an insurance agent with Farmers Insurance since 2002, and his agency is located in Stafford, Texas. His accomplishments and awards include seven-time championship designation, 11-time Topper Club attendee, and one-time million-dollar roundtable qualification. In 2005, he was number one in the company out of 16,000 agents in writing term life policies. Nadeem has been actively using social media for the last four years to build his insurance business. He speaks at various company events regarding his social marketing strategy, and he now has over 40,000 connections in various social media networks, including Twitter, Facebook, and Google, Google Plus, and his book is called Going Traditional. We will discuss all of this and so much more on today's show. And with all this in mind, here is my guest, Nadeem Damani. How are you, Nadeem?
2: Hi, Brian. I'm, I'm doing great. Glad to be here.
1: Oh, and I'm glad that you're here too. Welcome to the show. And the first thing, Nadeem, that I ask everybody is uh, to tell us a little bit about your background. How did you start? How did things get going for you? What kinds of things did you overcome? And what led you to where we are right now?
2: Uh, sure, Brian. That, that's great. Before I do that, although, you know, I just wanted to quickly mention about how you started this program and that's how I start my day every day. Um, and I'm a big fan of, uh, the book Secret also. And yes. And you're so right about gratitude. That's, you know, the, I, in my opinion, gratitude really opens the door, uh, you know, to the universe to receive more. And mm-hmm. every morning, you know, I, I, I do have a PowerPoint that I see, which is which only takes me five minutes. But you know, in that PowerPoint, I list all the things that I'm I'm grateful about, mm. and uh, yeah, it just it just gives you so much empowerment in the beginning of your day that you know all yeah. your troubles look just so small. So that's really yeah. an awesome idea. Yeah, that's great. Um, so
1: let me. Let me just ask you as long as we're on this particular subject cuz I don't think it'll it'll uh smoothly weave itself back into the conversation again. Yeah. Um, when things are are going difficult for you on a particular day, do you find that having made that list, it's something that you gravitate back to? Is it easier to be thankful once you've made that list or how does that work for you?
2: Absolutely. I mean, basically, you know, we all are fighting our own battles, right? And you know, we have we have challenges and um what it does for me is that in that five first five minutes or ten minutes of my day, it puts me in a position where I become more like bulletproof, you know, for remaining the remainder of the day.
1: Bulletproof, yes.
2: <laughs> yes, because it kind of creates a little bubble around me which uh, deflects all the things that comes to me during that day. And, you know, I'm like, huh. Ah. I live in America, you know. Yes. I mean, this is nothing. So that's one of my things on my list. You know, being being an American, mm-hmm. you know, that's a huge blessing, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, that's that just helps me. You know, kind of puts problems into perspective.
1: Yeah, exactly. So tell us a little bit about your journey, Dadeem.
2: Well, um, I came in uh, as a student in this country. So I was uh, I'm originally from Pakistan. I I came here about 24 years ago and as a student and then my family kind of followed me so everyone came here because my mom started missing me and then my my brother and sister came here and then everyone the rest remaining family moved here so we called houston you know austin our home and then eventually moved to houston and did several different businesses and then ended up with farmers insurance
1: okay Okay. Is insurance something that you've always wanted to do or how did that opportunity, uh, come to
2: you? We have a joke in our insurance business that nobody grows up thinking about being an insurance agent, but we all right. end up here somehow. And, uh, yes, I, I kind of stumbled on it. Uh, loved it. Um, I think it's very, it, it, it was a good match for my personality and my disposition. And, and I, you know, I just love the business. I found the company that, um, it's a great company, has a very good family uh, culture, uh, farmer's insurance, and I love the company, uh, love the people, and basically, you know, that's uh, that's what I've been doing from last um, 11, 12 years. I remember that because my son was a brand new baby and I joined farmer's insurance. I, I, I can remember how old is my son and how long I've been with farmers, so so yeah. it's an easy thing to remember. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: What do you think is the difficulty in starting a business like that i mean uh, it, it it's with insurance it's a book of business that you have to grow and develop and nurture over time before it becomes something that really is uh worth it. I guess is probably the best way to say it. So what were some of the challenges that you faced early on
2: uh in the first few years it's it's you're right it's you know extreme it can they say that you know first five years you're underpaid tremendously and then remainder of your career you, you're you overpaid <laughs> mm-hmm. and so that's first five years are the tough ones especially first two years when you have zero customers and you start especially if you start a scratch agency versus buying a an existing agency which is what i did mm-hmm. and you know in, in any kind of sales and marketing business uh you know it's a it's a very competitive business in the first few years it's very hard to survive, and mm-hmm. you go through this learning curve, and you go through the challenges to build cr- customers from zero to, you know, all the way to, you know, at, at this time, I have almost 2,600, 2,700 policies. At that time, I had zero customers. So, yes, mm-hmm. I mean, that was a very challenging time. But, but you know, if you had a good job, you build it with referrals, and, you know, clients um, come to you eventually, and, you know, you have a base where you can count on and then build on that through referral business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. How many agents are working in your agency right now?
2: So in my agency, I have four uh, people who work in my agency. And uh, overall, as a farmers, as a company, we have uh, 16,000 agents um, yes. in the U.S. So, yeah, I mean, uh, my agency is, is not. Uh, it's more we are more focused on life insurance that's what my specialty is and uh, that's why you know our staff is uh, I maintain between three to four people in my office
1: okay so I I noticed that you tended to to do really well with term life insurance do you advocate that or do you think it depends on the person's situation what are what are your recommendations if someone out there is um, thinking about life insurance or has questions about maybe the life insurance that they're currently carrying
2: uh yes I, you you hit it right on the nail when you said it it all depends on you know what their needs are and what what is it you know what is that, what what are they buying it for so whenever i'm meeting a client i always ask them i ask them what is your philosophy about life insurance and they look at me and they go like what do you mean philosophy about life insurance i'm like do you want Do you want it to last certain number of years where you want it for 10, 20 or 30 years and then it's over? Or would you like some product where, which will last you all your life? You know, because that pretty much depends. I mean, that's what it drives, you know, what product selection you want to make. You tell me where you want to go and I'll, I'll show you how to get there. Yeah. and if there are some people who are strictly um, you know driven by the philosophy that i only want to cover my family for 20 years or 30 years then they're going to be grown up then i don't need it mm-hmm. so in that case term is your best option if you have a philosophy where you say i want it to last you know no matter what because when i got married i didn't say you know till i said till death to us part i didn't say till age 65 mm-hmm. so if that's right. your philosophy then and if you want to take care of your you know surviving spouse for all their life of you know no matter what then go for the permanent policy so okay. it, it has its own each each one has its own benefits and
1: exactly you know, and what it, would you say to somebody who is single we've got two minutes left to our first break do you think i mean I, I would imagine that if you're single you probably don't need quite as much insurance but do you think that single people really should have uh, life insurance what would you say
2: I think uh, they uh, single people can have different, uh, you know, motivation for having it. For example, if they support a charity, they can, mm. you know, have it that. Plus, permanent life policy is also a good vehicle for saving money. Mm. And they, they can use that uh, because it grows tax deferred and there are a lot of other advantages. So, yeah, I mean, that. You know, they should not totally rule it out. But you're right; they probably don't need a huge coverage. Maybe they need a smaller policy with more other other savings features.
1: Yeah, and I think the whole charitable component that you brought up is really interesting too, because sometimes people do carry life insurance because they want to give to where they went to school upon their passing. Yeah. And do, do you find that some of your clients do that?
2: Yes, they. You know, that or you know, if they if support any other organization that they're passionate about and they, you know they're actively involved and they want to support that cause, people do that and you know that's it, this is a great way to do that.
1: Okay. Sounds fantastic. And we are coming up on our first break. We've got less than a minute. And my very special guest this week is Nadam or Nadeem Damani and he wrote a book called Going Traditional. And we will start Talking about that book in the next segment, we are going to talk about how he markets his insurance agency and how he helps insurance agents do that. And of course, I think we can extrapolate some of that to other kinds of businesses as well. We'll talk about offline and online marketing and what specifically he's using social media for uh, to build his business and how we can do the same thing. This is going to be an amazing hour. It'll be an experience like we've not had on this show. So if you've got some questions, please feel free to call in. That number is 866 404 6519. Once again, that's 866 404 6519. If you want to talk about insurance, if you want to talk about marketing your business, This is the show for you. We will be right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio.
0: The Mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network.
1: Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? Smartguy.com is one of the fastest-growing business networks in the world.
0: Fill out your
1: company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves the smart guy. Smartguy.com. Solove, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solove with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We've started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use, and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. Service. And simply making the switch to Solove is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solove with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solove revolution. We are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Nadeem Dimani, and he is the author of the book Going Traditional. So if you have a question, you'd like to call in and talk about marketing or insurance or gratitude or anything else that we plan on talking about, that number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. So Nadeem, where did the word tradigital come from? That's in the title of your book. And what exactly
2: does that mean? Right, so so you know how hard it is to find a title of the book. We have, we were doing research about you know social media and how we use social media to to enhance our our marketing methods that we currently use, and we we, we were so with Angela Angela Johnson, who is my co-author and myself, we were debating this this for hours and days, and mm-hmm. and we were like, how do we come up with a title that really depicts what we talk about in this book, which is combining uh, digital marketing methods, the new new wave of marketing methods, combining that with what we are already doing. And so how do we come up with the combination of traditional and enhancing that with digital? And one night, I think Angela Johnson tweeted something about it, and she just had this epiphany, and she just came up with this idea. It's like, how about the word very combine traditional and digital so that's mm-hmm. where she came up with the word going to digital mm-hmm. and 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 as soon as I've, i as soon as i heard that i'm like that's it and you know we both said yes that's it because yeah. going to digital basically combine you know it just depicts exactly what we talk about in that book which is how do you take this new technology um in social media and and not really replace it replace the traditional methods but you but enhance the traditional methods and make it more effective yeah. and we both do that in our businesses and we are like how about that that's awesome so that's how the word going to tra- digital which is the combination of traditional and digital came about wow.
1: that's really clever i like that let me uh, ask you something nadim how did two insurance agents come up with the idea of writing a book because you don't hear a lot of insurance people who have also decided to write a book it's a really great way to build a platform for your business, right?
2: Right, right. It's yeah, exactly. It's um, it's a great way. It has given us a lot of exposure from from that regard. And ever since I was a kid, I you know my dad got me into reading books. And one, you know, I'm like one day I'm gonna write a book. I just didn't know what to work I'm gonna write about. And mm-hmm. uh, so, and Angela is Angela Johnson. She also has a degree in literature, and mm. and she also wanted to do something similar. So one time. Our chief executive officer, our uh, CEO was visiting Houston and we were chatting and I was telling him how passionate I was about social media and how great it's working for me. And I'm like, you know, how can we how can we get all the agents involved? You know, imagine if we have 16,000 people doing the Mm -hmm. same thing what I'm doing. I mean, can we we can improve our reach tremendously? And Mm -hmm. and he, he went like this was about a year ago year and a half ago and he said Mm -hmm. well that's a great idea why don't you send me an email about it and i'm like okay fine so a year later a year and a half later when he came so angela angela and myself we approached him and we said you know remember how you told us to write an email we wrote a book about it oh so so, there you go and we presented him the first copy of the book and he he was and he he read it on his way back and he said yeah that that makes a lot of sense uh, uh what we talked about so that's how we came up the idea originated like that, and then we both worked on it for over over a year and a half, uh, you know, uh, defining, redefining, writing, rewriting everything, and, and we made all the mistakes, and then, you know, went back and rewrote the whole thing. Because this thing changes so fast, social media, as you already know, you know, it changes so fast that it's hard to really freeze it. But we try to talk about the principles of what makes it work. So it's more timeless in that sense, but it took us us a lot of thinking and uh, refining of ideas and strategies and put it down on paper. So so it was a difficult process.
1: Yeah. Do you think that as social media tends to evolve quickly like it does, that there might be room for uh, an additional book or that this might turn into a series of some kind?
2: Uh, we have we we debate about that all the time, uh, Angela and myself, and we we will have some future projects uh, on this particular book. We have tried to capture like the why and the philosophy yes. of social media, which is going to yes. be more the same regardless yeah. of the new tools that becomes available. Sure. So and then in future we might do another one which with more updated uh, you know uh, tools and, and and ideas, but okay. but the philosophy will pretty much stay the same, I think. Okay.
1: Great. So what kept you going to finish this? Because I know that even when you're writing a book, things come up, roadblocks come up. What kept you going? And really, how long did this whole process take for you two?
2: Well, it took us uh, almost a year and a half. It took us the first few months just coming up with the the concept and the philosophy, putting it down, getting our thoughts organized, and then, then uh, writing it on an incremental basis while we were running our own businesses full-time. So that, um, you know, it, it was a great asset uh, for both of us to have each other as uh, as partners, as co-authors. So we kind of, if one person was slowing down, another person was pushing and, you know, mm-hmm. vice versa. And that that process helped us a lot. I've been thinking about writing a book for years and years, but mm-hmm. I never got around to it. And I know yeah. I meet so many people; they say, "You know, what? one day I do want to write a book." And then you really have to—you have to do it. You have to break it down into smaller pieces, chapter by mm-hmm. chapter, page by page, and you put mm-hmm. it together. And that's uh, that's a very—it takes a lot of discipline and yeah. hard work to get it yeah. together. I think anyone is capable of doing it. It's just mm-hmm. that it's taking that time to put it together. Yeah. That's,
1: that's yeah definitely, and when I wrote my student leadership book, one thing i, I the, it was about you know what makes an excellent leader, and I got out my notepad and I wrote down as many things as I could think of, and I came up with thirty ideas, and some of them ended up merging and coalescing, and I ended, ended up with twenty one which I thought was a perfect number. but yeah, I mean you just have to write it down, do an outline, fill in the blanks. Uh, and you said, you know, make it reasonable. Take reasonable size bites and it's you can be really surprised if you just keep at it and just gradually plug away. It can come together pretty quickly or it can take a little while depending on how you're using your time, right?
2: Exactly. That's 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 the key. And um, you know, finding uh someone like Angela who who kinda mm-hmm. you know, we we compliment each other because I'm yeah. I'm more I'm not as organized and I'm I'm you know, i go into big picture more and, yeah. you know, I, we, we both had our own strengths and we, that, the teamwork really, you know, uh, brought this project together. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're right. It's just, it's just chunking it down into smaller pieces and then mm-hmm. putting it together. That's, that's the, that's the way to go. Yeah. Especially for people who are, who have other, you know, businesses to run and things to attend to. So,
1: exactly. Yeah. And I think you did a really great job of finding a partner who is skilled or adept at some of the things that maybe you aren't and vice versa because I'm sure you've heard of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Hanfield mm-hmm. co-wrote that together. One of them yeah. is a very big-picture kind of person. The other is more of a, you know, let's look at the details a little bit more. They complement each other perfectly. Right. That's, why right. that's why their partnership works and that's why your partnership works as well. Yeah. So let me, yeah. let me ask you a really important question. I mean you run a very successful insurance agency that takes a lot of your time. I want to kill the excuse of I don't have time to write a book. How did you find time to write a book?
2: Uh, we just made time, I think, you know, and we we made a commitment that we wanted to do this. We we really believe we really believe that marketing is changing. The world of marketing is changing, um, you know, and we wanted to get this message out to other agents. And we we not only are we are so passionate about social media, but we are also passionate about you know our company and. Our our industry, and we wanted to get this message out, and that I think kind of drove us to make time for it, and yeah. uh, that's what. Uh, and you just put time on your calendar, and and you get it done. Uh, because once you decide that yeah, it's important, and then it's it's worth doing it right, then you make mm-hmm. time for it, and that's Great. that's exactly what we did.
1: Yes, so let me ask you, as a result of having written this book, what opportunities has this presented for you? Do you find that more of your conversations are about marketing or are more of your conversations about insurance?
2: Well, I mean after writing the book, uh, and you know social media is as you know is is changing the face of marketing and so we you know the opportunities that it's, it has created are tremendous. Uh, you know not only we learn. Uh, Mm -hmm. as a process of writing it we learned ourselves how to use it better or what Mm -hmm. are the best practices from other agents but then you know we we got connected with the other groups that we have formed other groups we are forming other companies we are helping other companies Mm -hmm. and companies are actually coming and you know asking uh, for help and advice and that's that's uh, amazing and then even with Clients, you know, with, with my conversation with my clients, that even changes when they find out that, you know, I have a book and this. And so it kind of, you're right, it kind of changes from insurance to service and yeah. from service to, to social media.
1: Mm-hmm. So you find that having a book has helped your, your insurance business then?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. it adds a lot of credibility. Yeah. And uh, clients look at you from a different angle, you know, not absolutely. only as, a, as more like an ex- expert than just yes. another agent.
1: Yes. We've got less than two minutes for our next break. So if you are in a business or have a business and you have not written a book, please consider doing so. As Nadeem just said, it can change your customer's perspective and, uh, 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 the way that they view you as an expert in your field. Let's talk about, uh, someone who maybe is, uh, excelling in traditional marketing, you know, maybe direct mail, cold calling, and they have this fear of going digital, uh, what if someone doesn't want to go digital? Do you think they're going to get left behind or do you think that the old school methods of marketing still have their place? We've got a minute to go.
2: Sure. I think uh, in a nutshell, you know the, the return on just staying traditional, return on your investment will continue to diminish in my opinion you know because as you know cold calling direct mail if you look at the return and i'm in the field i do traditional marketing as well and i see a diminishing return so there's got to be some kind of hybrid you know you've got to come up with something which work which makes your digital which makes your traditional better and digital is one way to, to make it happen like really quick
1: that's fantastic We've got less than 30 seconds to our break, so let's just review very briefly what we've talked about here in this segment. We've talked about uh, the book. We're going to continue to talk about the book, Going Traditional, and we've talked about the process of writing a book and how that impacts your place in the market. And the opportunities that it can present, and we're going to talk more about building a list if you're just starting, and we'll talk about marketing and customer service and and follow-up and how you can use social media to accomplish all of those things, and we will be back right after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio.
0: The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network.
1: Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED c- 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 cost $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double Green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Nadim Dimani, and his book is called Going Traditional. And uh, let's talk a little bit about marketing and customer service and how social media has changed both of those elements of doing business.
2: Right. So like, Brian, we were talking earlier Marketing, the face of marketing is changing. There was an article in Harvard, Harvard Business Review, HBR, um, like a year ago or so. Mm-hmm. The, the name of the article is Marketing is Dead. Uh, it talks about how traditional marketing returns are declining, and then the chief marketing officers around the nation are are panicking because there is a huge um, migration from mass media to, to more into tribal mentality, Seth gordon wrote a book where he talks about this phenomena where people used to do business in tribes like long mm. time ago before industrial age people were you know if you're in my tribe and you're doing with business with a vendor and you come and say hey nadim you know you got to do business with this guy so people were like moving in tribes and they would do business in tribes this tribal mentality so after the industrial age the mass media you know figured out that that it's no longer the case so they started pumping you know millions and millions in mass marketing so now because of the socially connected internet the internet has evolved to the next level where it's all connected mm-hmm. we are going back towards the tribal mentality you know so we are mm-hmm. going back into the the so way we do business now is changing and the big corporations have started to realize that because there's a huge migration from from the regular so regular mass media outlets, you know, people watching TV to going more into on internet. Even if they are watching TV, they have they have a phone in their hand and they are connected. Right. So you know if you're only marketing, if you're putting six hundred million dollars on just TV, and you're not really paying attention to you know other channels where people are real literally hanging as a tribe as a network, yeah. yeah. Then you're missing. It,
1: you know? Yeah. A lot of big corporations seem to fail at social media Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so um, how how can someone maintain a top of mind awareness and do it effectively how how should businesses use social
2: media so so you know on social media of course you know we we right now we are talking more about acqu- acquiring new clients but then you know the game of social media has a broad application it's it's about branding it's about customer service it's about you know like you said of keeping your awareness on other people uh, you know your, your consumers mind so it's not only just acquiring brand new clients it's also about retaining your clients so how retention is big in insurance business or in any business you want the repeat customers and staying relevant in their mind and staying as a logical choice in their mind it's what social media does best and uh you know so so going back to tribal mentality and how people do business now for example you know like if one of my friend goes to certain yoga institute or if some my one of my friend goes does business with certain vendor and if they come and tell me on facebook i'm more inclined to to do the same you know go to the same vendor Mm -hmm. and that that plays a huge role now in today's world i mean you know if you cannot change that with with direct ads direct mail or cold calling you just cannot Mm -hmm. change that anymore and staying relevant in in your client's mind like your question is basically it's about staying in front of your client but staying relevant mm-hmm. and and you know so for example how i use social media and in my agency I, I i would post just like you do we we would post these inspirational motivational stuff but once in a while i would also subliminally mention that i am an insurance business mm-hmm. and then so when a when client so one of my example is one of my client came and said hey Nadim i want to buy Million dollar life policy for myself And I want million dollar life policy for my wife And I'm like how did you make decision to do business With me mm-hmm. and he goes like Well I saw something That you posted something 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 A few months ago and we were Chatting me and my wife and it's like who should we Do business with and yeah. your name Came to my our mind and wow. You just became a logical choice And so mm-hmm. that's positioning you know, you know you're positioning Your product and services in, in front of Your clients like that works best versus just you know being in the front and saying just do business with me because I'm greatest and latest you know that doesn't work anymore
1: no and it's impossible to project how influential you will be in the minds of other people I mean people will connect with you that you don't know and and the question logically becomes how did you find out about me (laughs) exactly it's a nice surprise
2: Yes, it's, it's very nice uh, and then you know it kind of falls into your lap. They are not really shopping you; they are just they have decided to do business with you.
1: Yeah, and, and that's, that's the powerful. To get. Yeah, that's powerful. Very much. So let me ask you something, Nadim. Uh, in any business, generating great leads is probably the most challenging part. So how do you use social media specifically to generate leads? Do you do Facebook ads, or is it just Simply posting on a regular basis, like you do, and, and helping people find you. How do you how do you generate leads on on social media? And is it, is it even just Facebook? Do you use LinkedIn and Twitter quite a bit too?
2: Mm-hmm. Right. I was going to say that uh, you know Twitter and LinkedIn has been more powerful for me to generate uh, new leads. So Twitter specifically, you know, I have almost um, thirty nine thousand followers on Twitter. So I always I'm always you know, I, I said I said that in one of our seminars and then I almost got in trouble. I said sales is all about two things. You know, fi- Jim Ron used to say this, that sales is about two things, finding a lot of people to talk to and having something good to say. And, mm-hmm. you know, so those are the only two basic things in sales. And, and then I, I came up with this quote I heard somewhere and, and I said, sales is about exposing your, yourself every day to danger of making a sale you know mm-hmm. exposing yourself to more and more people every day and my friends were like i don't think you should talk about exposing yourself but oh. what i mean what i mean to say is the more you are in front of people and the louder mm-hmm. your footprint on social media like for example twitter uh it puts me in, in places and it opens doors for me which i thought never existed and then those people that i meet who are brand new people on twitter uh, then those Twitter pe- Twitter friends end up becoming my Facebook friends, and then eventually uh, you build a trust factor where you end up doing business with them. So that's mm-hmm. building lists. Uh, to me, I think it's Twitter plays a huge role in finding um, new people that to talk to, and then mm-hmm. finding re- you know if you post something that resonates with them, and if you have common interest and passion, you end up becoming friends, and then you you once you're a Facebook friend, you have you slowly build the trust factor where they can say, you know, this is the kind of person I want to do business with. And then you, you end up writing their business.
1: Great. I'm pretty active on Facebook and Twitter, but I'm not as active on LinkedIn. I think part of it is because I don't know uh, how to, I should learn more about how to use LinkedIn more effectively, but can you tell us a little bit about how you use LinkedIn specifically to generate leads or build your business?
2: The LinkedIn, I use it mostly when if I, if, if I'm going in to meet someone, or if I'm calling on someone who is a who who is a referred to me to do business, I I want to do my reconnaissance. I want to see you know, I I don't want to ask them. So so tell me, what do you do? You know, because right. uh, that's all available online. I know. What have What are they doing? What have they done before? What are, What mm-hmm. do they plan to do in future? What kind of projects they have done? So I yeah. do enough homework. So when I'm I'm talking to a client, I'm talking to a client, you know, who wants to write me a check for thousand dollars a month, and you know, this guy has reached a certain level of success. He expects me to be educated when I walk into his company or if he walks yes. into my office. I need to know, and that all that information is available on LinkedIn. Yeah. So that that plays a huge part in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, when I approach clients or when I review my clients' policies that are already with me and when I go for a yearly review, I can catch up by reading mm-hmm. all their LinkedIn updates and their their updated uh, resume, so to speak. So I don't have to ask, uh, you know, yeah. tell me what happened last year. So that, that's yeah. a great resource from that angle.
1: Absolutely, and it gives you a distinct advantage over someone who walks into a client's home, plops himself in front of them at their table and says, so, tell me about yourself. (laughs) Uh, You really don't know anything about me and you want to talk to me about buying a million-dollar life insurance policy. Are you kidding me?
2: No, that's a great idea. it's also for from service point of view, it's it's a great resource because when somebody calls in, like one of my client call in, and you know he was calling originally to you know he was upset about his rates going up and he was calling me for that, but you know I I already knew that he came back from Alaska and he went for a trip, and so I'm like, so tell me about your Alaska trip. When when I picked up the phone first, that's the first thing I said, tell me about your Alaska trip, because mm-hmm. I saw the pictures on Facebook, they it looks so awesome. So he spends thirty minutes talking about. You know his trip and how it went, yeah. and then, and then in the end he goes like, originally I was calling you for the rate increase, but never mind. <laughs> so oh, you know, wow, how it, how cool. it it diffuses. Uh, you know, uh, clients uh, uh, when you connect with somebody at that level, the rates become pretty much secondary. Yes. And I do great. want to talk about some service examples. Yes. Maybe after when we come back, uh, or yeah. do we have?
1: We've got two minutes.
2: I wanted to give you an example on you asked me about how, how this game of service is changing, and you know yes. how uh, one time I was my 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 son's Xbox was broken, and I was trying to fix it, and I could not fix it, and I tried everything, and finally, I just in frustration, I just tweeted about it. I said, "My son's Xbox is broken, I don't know what to do." and in a few minutes uh, i get a, I get a tweet from Microsoft. And giving me wow. instruction how to fix it, but I I still couldn't do it. So they then send me another tweet, and they said click on this. I clicked on it. It printed a FedEx lab label. N- you know, same day the FedEx guy came picked it up. Very next day I got a brand new unit. Wow! So the game is game on service. Customer service is changing. Whether yeah. you want to be you know you want to be part of it or not, the game is changing. The standards yeah. are. Being raised, I yeah. mean, are we are we up to it or not? That's what yeah. you need to ask yourself. And I I love that. I love the fact that social media has been
1: such a huge help. I mean, just to give you an example, I bought a, I got a new cell phone last year, and I could not for the life of me figure out which way to put the SIM card in my phone. So I YouTube'd a video on how to put my SIM card in my phone, and I found yeah. one. I found a video, <laughs> and it showed me yeah. how to do it. I was that, was, that saved my life. It was great. We've yeah. got less than a minute to our last break. I can't believe how fast this show is going. That's, that's, that's just the power of a great conversation. It's like you're just sitting across from someone just <laughs> talking to them about stuff. So I really appreciate the time we're having here. Uh, we are talking with author and uh, insurance agent Nadeem Damani about his book Going to And we are talking about different ways that we can use social media to build our business in our final segment the first thing that i want to ask nadim about is social media etiquette because a lot of people are so fixated on promoting themselves they forget that there are probably some socially accepted rules that we should abide by we'll talk about that and a few other things too as we close out the show in our next segment we'll be right back this is success profiles radio
0: The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network.
1: Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand?
0: Tune in to DC Live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network for a fun and entertaining look into the music industry with your host, producer, songwriter, and musician Don Cromwell. DC Live will feature interviews and live performances with an emphasis on connecting you, the fan, with the artist. Guests will include both established and new artists, as well as behind-the-scenes professionals. There'll also be live in-studio and phone interviews, plus music associated with featured artists and live performances on a regular basis, and a special segment of each show devoted to unknown musicians and bands. For more on Don, check out his website, doncromwellmusic.com. Ever wonder how the music business really works? What happens in a studio and what goes into making a hit record then be here for the interviews insights and live performances it's dc live hosted by producer songwriter and musician don cromwell tuesday nights at 8 p.m central on the rockstar radio network welcome back to success profiles radio so many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have and this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back.
1: My very special guest this week is Nadim Damani, author of the book Going Tradigital, which is a hybrid of traditional marketing and digital social media marketing and i want to ask first nadim in this final segment to talk about social media etiquette because a lot of people are out there posting about things and sometimes when they're posting they're a little oblivious to what is actually going on in the world and they can commit uh, a social faux pas so let's talk about social media etiquette
2: right so uh, when people start on social media and you know they they want to start using it for their business um uh they tend to just engage into more like a one-way communication, more like just broadcasting. For example, a realtor might list a house and they might go online and say, hey, here's my new listing. And they would post the listing. Well, that's more like broadcasting. And, uh, you know, that's really not... So in the book, we talk about broadcasting versus engaging. And we were chatting earlier. Uh, Basically, that's that if if that's considered uh if that consideration is taken in mind that you are there to really connect with people and you're not you're you're more there for engaging versus broadcasting then a lot of etiquettes kind of you know it falls into its place um, so that that you know how how do you what do you post and how do you post if it, that, with that with that's in mind that you are there with an intention to connect with people not just broadcast. So that that's a huge, in my, my opinion, that's a huge etiquette uh, factor. Okay. All right. So let me ask, how
1: do you spend time on social media? Do you automate? Do you interact live? A mix of the two? What exactly do you recommend?
2: I... Personally, I'm I I don't automate uh, much, I, very little if if at all on Twitter. If I if I want to just schedule some posts in advance, I would do that. But I I believe in more like live interaction. To me, it's more I just treat it as an email, like just like mm. another email outlet where I if somebody's connecting with me, I need to I need to make sure that it's real time and it's it's uh, authenticity is maintained because if you, when you automate sometimes it's uh, it's good generic responses go out and people don't appreciate it. And so in, in my opinion, keeping it genuine and authentic is the key. And it's very hard to do that when you, when you automate, Um, you know, like uh, in, in my uh, philosophy of engagement, you know, we, we, I talk about three different things, you know, people, people want to, people go to social media for three major things. Number one, they want to, they go there for entertainment, you know, so if yes. when you're posting something, is it entertaining or not so that's one criteria number two people go go to social media for inspiration you know they yes. everyone is fighting their own battle, like we were talking about earlier, secret and you yes. know good this kind of philosophy I mean are you spreading that because people are you know, when they get some time, they want to go on social media. They want to find something inspirational. You know, going to doctor's office is not inspirational. No. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm bored. It's not inspirational. So you get the, you, you know, that's that's the key. And then third thing people are looking for is to connect with other people. And mm-hmm. so when you're posting somebody, something on the social media, and if one of these three things are present, are, is it entertaining? Is it inspirational? Is it facilitating connection? If one of the ingredients are there, most likely your comments or your posts are, you know, tend will tend to be engaging. And mm-hmm. I see that a lot of the new new users of social media, especially the business owners, they don't consider the these three ingredients. They just sometimes go out and say what's in their interest and then nobody cares. Yes. So you know. That's it doesn't great. work. Doesn't work yeah. that way.
1: So let me ask you something. It seems like the demographics of social media are changing. A lot of people expect that the younger generation is highly acclimated to using social media and that the, the older generation maybe not so much, but that's really changing. And how does that affect the way that you can market your
2: business? I think that, that affects tremendously uh, for, you know, for businesses to think about because you know right now the fastest growing segment on social media is between 50 to 60 and mm. if you think about it, that's where the money is because kids are out of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're making more money from 50 to 60 than, you know, you make you make in any other decade of your life. And that's the segment that's that's growing rapidly on social media. You know, for example, my daughter, she's 18. She doesn't even own Facebook account anymore. She's like, Dad, I, I it's not for me. So the teenagers are actually teenager market is actually shrinking, if anything, but but huh. the market that's growing the most is 50 to 60. Teenagers are moving into Twitter and other other outlets. But if if you think about Facebook, uh, people want to stay in touch with their family, like my mom, my dad. They both are on Facebook. I was telling my mom about a trip that I took, and I was coming back. And she goes like, oh, never mind. Skip the details. I've already seen the pictures. Oh, so, there you go. <laughs> so that segment is there. They have time. Uh, they have money. And yes. that's... You know that's what they teach us in an in insurance business that you want to call on people who are in their fifty, you know, in their fifties. That's where the money is, and yes. and for, for a business, that's that's good information.
1: That's very good information. So let me ask Nadim: As you grow your insurance agency, recruiting is something that you're always doing. You're always looking for great new people to bring into your business, as are other people. How has social media changed? The world of recruiting and how do you use social media to find top talent
2: right that that uh, is a great question uh you know basically uh recruit like you said it. that recruitment world is changing and people the way they are looking for opportunities are changing just like we were talking about earlier like a tribal mentality in a in a smaller uh, world is getting smaller and networks are becoming stronger when people are looking for a job they are they're looking for you know, they, they they want to be found and they also want to find the right opportunities which match their, you know, their skill sets. So I'll give you an example. Uh, and this is from Angela's agency and she posted um, an ad in Craigslist and then she took that Craigslist URL and she posted it on her Facebook and she posted it on her LinkedIn. And this was an opening for her hiring a customer service rep. So what happened was people started reposting including myself we all started reposting her facebook post so it got instead of just having one little ad in um, craigslist it it just it just went into so many different networks and mm-hmm. then somebody who, you know she found the right match for her agency with the right Skill sets that she was looking for just by a twenty five dollar ad, but enhancing it with the social media, so mm. that is one example of how and and, and that just happened in a matter of days yeah so that's uh, that's a good example and then you know in recruitment world in general the companies uh you know people who are working in uh, in recruitment world they are very much uh, in tune with LinkedIn. So yes. keeping your keeping your profile updated and make sure everything is filled out with proper pictures and everything mm-hmm. is very important because that's what they're looking at. Before giving somebody a call, they want to make sure that they do their recon yeah. and look at that person totally before they call you.
1: Yeah, and if you're looking for a somewhat professional job, having your frat party pictures probably is not a great idea.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, when when we get resumes in our office, you know, when when people normally are, you know, before hiring, people want to scan the networks and make sure that, you know, they resonate well with their with your organization. So, be, mm-hmm. you know, having things on there which might be detrimental, you know, to your career, that that needs to be scanned and yes. removed and privacy setting needs to be you know, visited. So those things are really important and for recruiters also it's very important because, you know, people are really spilling out their personal life all over the network. So you don't have to go far to to do a lot of reference checks because you can pretty much see what this person is all about. And that 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 is a lot of information at your at your fingertips.
1: Exactly. Let me ask while I'm thinking about this, where can we get your book going tradigital?
2: Uh we are we are our book is available on amazon and we have kindle edition uh-huh. the paper paperback edition we also have our website um you know www.goingtradigital uh, and that's uh that's a going t-r-a-d-i-g-i-t-a-l.com um, we also maintain our presence on uh, facebook and twitter under the same name uh going to uh and and yeah the, you know amazon uh, the copies are available and one thing about the book even though it's written with insurance agents in mind it's the principles are the same for pretty much yes. all businesses so exactly. anyone can you know, read it and keep that in mind that even though you know it's you know it's the principles are applicable in all businesses.
1: absolutely we have less than three minutes to the end nadim and i want to ask you the question that i ask everybody at the end of the show who inspires and motivates you
2: well uh my my best teachers about inspiration and motivation are are Jim Rohn he's my all-time favorite teacher i there is there's not a single day that goes by where i don't use one of his quotes or his philosophy in my life he he's a great source of inspiration even though passed away a few a couple of years ago i got a chance to meet him a few times and oh. he he's a he's a great source of inspiration and tony robbins is another one which i who inspires me a lot uh so these are like they're none of, both of them are not from my industry, but they they inspire me a lot uh, in, in my the way I guide my life
1: yeah that 's really great. so I know I asked we talked a little bit a little bit about this earlier, but what are your future projects? Where do you want to go from here we 've got a couple minutes
2: left. Uh, right now, we are engaged more into um, helping companies and insurance, com- insurance companies in in particular, but you know other companies in general. To train train their sales force and kind of fine tune what they're doing in their social media. That's our interest for now. And then moving forward, we may want to do another book project or uh, you know another uh, go in that direction. But that's that's where we feel like uh, we have positioned ourselves where we can we can be of resource to companies uh, to help their sales force refine their philosophy about social media and digital marketing.
1: Mm. You know. So that's,
2: that's the direction we are going for now. Yeah,
1: that's really great. And one more time, where can we find your book?
2: Um, Amazon.com is the best way to find it. Uh, going to Digital is the name of the book. Uh, website is uh, www.goingtradigital.com. And same name for Facebook and Twitter.
1: Sounds fantastic. Well, this has been a really amazing hour, Nadim. I'm so thankful and grateful that you were able to join us here today.
2: Well, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed chatting with you today.
1: That sounds fantastic. This is Success Profiles Radio. We will be back every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and we will be talking with uh, lots of uh, interesting and successful people about their journey and what they learned and what they overcame and how we can learn from that. We will be back next week for another amazing show. Meanwhile, be sure to connect with Nadeem on Facebook and get his book Going Traditional. You can connect with me on Facebook. Uh, I've got a fan page, Success Profiles Radio. You can find me on Twitter, at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can find me on LinkedIn, Please join us next Monday for another amazing episode of Success Profiles Radio. We will be back next week. You take care. And in the meantime, have a wonderful week. Goodbye, everyone.
0: Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network.